You're listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer with Gina Militia, one of Australia's leading portrait celebrity and lifestyle photographers. With over 25 years' experience in the industry, Gina is a pro photographer who regularly travels the world shooting for some of the country's top magazines and advertisers. She is author of four best-selling books on photography, runs workshops and mentors aspiring photographers all around the world. In conversation with journalist, interviewer and budding amateur photographer Valerie Koo, Gina reveals what it takes to build a successful photography business, provides a sneak peek into life behind the lens and talks about her tips and techniques to get the perfect shot. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 57 of So You Want to Be a Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with, who am I here with? Gina Gina. <laughs> <laughs> my name fell. No, I was doing that Look for effect. <laughs> How are you, Gina? Great. But hey, guess what? Yes. What? What? Birthday. Who's We've birthday? Won today, the podcast. Oh, the podcast. You're yeah. kidding. Yeah. I didn't. How do you know this? I didn't even take note about when we started. So, you know how Facebook posts memories? Like oh, what yes. Doing this time last year. Yeah, it posted that like this time last year you launched your podcast. Wow. Happy birthday so, to us. Oh, happy birthday to us. We're only one, but I feel like we're three. I know. I know. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I can't believe it. Did you think when we first started this a year ago, obviously, that we would still be doing it a year later? I didn't think that far ahead. I never do <laughs> when I do anything, Val. It's probably a good way to be. But, yeah. you know, um, I'm so glad we did and I'm yes. so still here and I'm so excited by uh, what's happening with the whole podcast community and all yes. the amazing photographers we've met from all over the world. All over the world. Fantastic. Fantastic. Mm. And if you want to join our community, do look us up on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. So not a Facebook page, but a Facebook group. And uh, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and uh, join the group. It's free. So we'd love to uh, see you in there. But we have some shout outs for the group too, haven't we? We do, yes. Um, first up, uh, the, the shot that caught my eye, a couple of shots from uh, Rick Halbert and uh, mm. he photographed some Highland dancers. Yes, and Morris Dancing, other, I think. What, what? What is it? Morris Dancing, I think. Is that what that guy does? What was that guy that, like, <laughs> what guy? you know, that he was really well famous for his dancing? Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Okay. I love the worm's eye view of the dancers. So basically, you see uh, a, a kilt and uh, legs. And yeah. One of them's airborne, and the and it really captures the motion, and it just is such a a dynamic looking portrait. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, love it. Black and white just really makes it all stand out. Fantastic. Uh, the other one that caught my eye this mm. uh, week was a, a portrait by Joey Vigors. Uh, yes. Detail of uh, a child who had the most incredible eyes. Incredible oh, eyes. 
God. And we will put these images in the show notes, which you can find at GinaMilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. So, yeah, any images that we're, we're referring to, we'll put them in the show notes. Why, why did you love this apart from the fact well, that Well, the eyes the stood child... out. I loved the post-production and then I read further and uh, Joey had used my True Grit preset. Yes. And, uh, you know, it looks... Uh, incredible. So, now, one wouldn't normally think that you would use a True Grit preset on a what looks like a four-year-old child, yeah. but it works brilliantly, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. So the, this is why I love seeing my presets out there in the wild, Val, yes. because you get to see how they behave, you know, because I've got them here at home, they're loved, they're fed and all <laughs> of that. But when I send them out into yeah. the real world, I like to see how they behave and that, you know, it's like your kids, you sort of raise them and it's not until they're away from you that you know that you've done your job right okay i've so never a little thought, i've never and i send them out into the world and then they come back like this shot of joey vegas i'm so i have proud. never heard of lightroom presets being described that way but yeah okay fair enough now if you're new to this podcast uh, gina gives away every month uh, some Lightroom presets, and they're amazing. The Lightroom presets that Gina uses—they're—they're they're the ones that she uses on, you know, that you see on billboards as you're driving down the highway, that you see on covers of magazines, that I see in movie posters and television shots, and and of course just portraits generally as well. So they're um they're fantastic Lightroom presets, and she gives them away. She gives some away every month, and if you want. To receive them for free, you need to subscribe to her newsletter, which you can do at GinaMilitia.com. And um, you have to actually receive the newsletter to get them because once they've gone out in the newsletter, you, you can't get them anymore. So um, unfortunately, you can't get the ones in the past, uh, but you can certainly get the ones in the future. However, we are trying to rectify that in a sense because we will very soon be offering uh, Lightroom preset packs available for purchase on Gina's site. But in the meantime, if you want the free ones, make sure you join Gina's newsletter. Awesome. But we also have some other people, don't we, Gina, that you want to mention? Yes. Yeah, so um, uh, Andre uh, Valco uh, mm-hmm. posted a shot that I just loved and mm-hmm. like high degree of difficulty here. Um, what he's done is he's done a shot in the rain, um, which was uh, based on our moody images um, yeah. uh, challenge. And um, he's used two young newos and uh, the, the one of them knocked over, fell over in the grass, in the mud, but mm. survived. And um, it's raining on and off. And then to make it even more challenging, it's a selfie. So he's had to like oh. focus, set it up in the rain, set up his lights, pick them up, dust them off, <laughs> jump in and get this selfie where he's like, it looks like something out of Indiana Jones to me. Yeah, Val. it looks great. Very cool shot. Brilliant. And so if you want to make uh, rain stand out in a photo, yes. there was someone, I can't remember her name, I apologise, asking that question in the Facebook group, how do you make rain stand out? Backlighting is the mm. secret if you want to make it stand out. So awesome Awesome shot there. Brilliant shot. And we've also got a photo critique, haven't we? Dan Barker, who is from the community, has uh, posted a couple of shots of his sister, mm. which he some studio shots that he took. 
And we'll put these shots in the show notes. And Dan has asked, any critique on the lighting, posing and post-processing would be gratefully received. So there's two shots of his sister and she's, um, you know, she's a normal looking woman with long, dark hair, lovely, long, dark hair. And she's got one shot where she's kind of doing the okay symbol with one hand and looking through it with one eye. And the other shot is a little bit more pensive where she's got one arm, one hand to her chin and uh, she's just looking a little bit more thoughtful. So Gina, critique. So so you say it's the okay symbol, Val. I, I disagree. That's the Batman symbol because when you do two of those next to each other, you okay. get Batman. Oh, my God. Okay. Right? You didn't do yeah. that as a kid? No. Oh, you I lived just... a sheltered life, Val. Like, <laughs> when would you have done this? What, what were you well, trying to... like, Actually, it's upside down Batman where you've got the okay symbol upside down and so it looks like you've got the Batman mask on. So she's doing an upside down Batman or okay symbol, as you call it, Val. <laughs> right? And and the lighting he's got in the in this first shot is like a very uh, flat commercial lighting. This is the one with the okay is, symbol? This is the okay symbol, okay. flat commercial lighting, which is – perfect for so many uses and this is a kind of style of lighting I use for most of my TV promo stuff, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of editorial stuff and, and some uh, fashion catalogue stuff. You can see everything, everything's clear. Uh, I think he's done a great job on the lighting here. I think it's a great character portrait as well because it shows some of her personality. Mm. She's a Batman upside down <laughs> fan. Okay. Well, she loves <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, and, and even um, Dan, I, I'd possibly crop right in. I'd love to see this really tight just into the top of the head and uh, just under the chin and see what that looks like as a really uh, strong. Uh, a tight portrait. The other shot Dan's done is where he's done uh, some side uh, lighting. So the face has got a lot of modelling in it, which I mean that one side is in um, is lit, the other mm. side goes into shadow. Mm. What this, what's great about this shot is it's captured his sister's beautiful, gorgeous blue eyes, which amazing really eyes. stand out. Amazing eyes. So yes. I do love that. Um, personal preference, and this is like everyone uh, can shoot however they want, but just for me personally, I think. It's a little heavy in the shadow side. I would love to see this uh, 50% brighter. Um, mm. partic- yeah, uh, uh, like I personally don't often do like a lot of moody portraits like that. I don't know why, but, you know, overall I think it's great and uh, she has beautiful hands, so I'd probably mm. be showing them off as well. Great work, Dan. Yeah, great work, Dan. Excellent. I hope your sister was a willing participant. Maybe you can she do another was. lot. Yeah, it's yeah. She obviously was. Um, awesome. So thank you also to those of you who have left us some reviews and ratings on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Uh, in particular, we want to say thanks to John D. Evans, who has said thank you, Gina and Val, for the hours of laughter and great photo tips. You have such a great chemistry together. It feels like I have known both of you for years. Cheers from Nebraska. Wow. How cool. Nebraska. That's awesome. awesome. Yes. My knowledge of Nebraska is probably limited to a Bruce Springsteen album, John, but thank you. You're probably the second person I've met who's got something to do with Nebraska, even though I've met you through an iTunes review. Um, And uh, so thank you for that. Also, thank you to Christina Lind Thielk. 
sorry. Uh, she has said, amazing, learn and laugh every episode. I found this podcast a couple of months back and ever since have been binge listening to all the past episodes any chance I can get and excitedly awaiting new episodes. I absolutely love it and am extremely grateful that Gina and Valerie take the time to produce this great podcast. They are so funny and entertaining to listen to as well as incredibly informative and helpful, offering their exclusive insider knowledge and tips and tricks gained through experience. I've never been able to listen and pay attention to a podcast before this one. This has inspired and encouraged me to improve my photography skills and fueled my passion for it. They've also convinced me that I am missing a part of my life since I have never tried Nutella. (laughs) (laughs) I must need to give it a try. In addition, their responsiveness and involvement with the podcast Facebook group is beyond awesome. I cannot thank Gina and Valerie enough for everything they do. Every hobby or professional photographer should listen in to laugh and to learn. Wow, Christina and John, you've made our day. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Um, Yeah, really appreciate it. And if you do have 30 seconds to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, we'd really be grateful because it really helps us in the rankings. So, you're going to say something, Gina? Yeah, I was just saying I didn't realise how many people were actually um, giving a, a Nutella addiction to. <laughs> I know. It's, it's a worry, isn't it? Nutella doesn't even sponsor this podcast. They should, no, but it's like when are they going to? But then I'm not sure if they want. Just imagine having unlimited supplies of Nutella. I know, right. Would that just um, get rid of the addiction because I'll, I'll just OD? Oh, you'd probably OD, I'd say. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, let us move on to the topic of the week. I think it's great. This is such a good idea, Gina, how to take your photography to the next level. Yep. Now, you might well ask, well, what does the next level mean? Because, you know, listeners are all at different levels. Mm-hmm. But what we're trying to say here is regardless of, of what level you are at, these are the tips that Gina has to take your photography to the next level for you. Yep. Isn't that right, Gina? That's right. So the idea for this show, Val, was inspired uh, by a a mentoring session I did last week. And I was asked the question, um, how do I take my photography to the next level? Yeah, great. these are the answers that I gave. And I'm I'm thinking, you know what? I need to share these on the podcast because it applies to anyone, whether you're starting out or you're a professional, doesn't matter. These are the things you need to do consistently to take Mm. your work to the next level. Great. All right. Shall we we jump in? Yeah, jump in. Where do we start? What's the first thing that we should do? All right. I think the single most important thing to take your photography to the next level and sustain that level Mm. is to shoot the things that you love. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yep. Um. I've got a quote, Val. It's been a while. (laughs) I haven't had a quote for ages, you know. You and your quotes. Help back. I know you're not a lover of quotes. I am a lover of quotes. Are you? Yeah, yeah, mostly. It's not like I've overdone it, have I? It's been probably 20 episodes since I've uttered a quote. They're Mm. in the newsletter all the time, of course. But, uh, yeah, so basically this is one from Jim Carrey. And he says, I learned many great lessons from my father, not the least of which was that you can fail at what you don't want. So you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Yeah, great. How how cool is that? Love that quote, yes. I think he said that at a commencement speech at the university. 
his stuff, he, he's actually turning into like, he's a really interesting guy and comes out with some amazing quotes. I, I like his work a lot. Yes. Think, no. um, when you focus on photographing the things that you love, you're always excited and inspired. Now, I found when if I'm, you know, through my career, it's it's the times when I was saying yes to to jobs for the money, Val, mm. that like oh, I know if I did this particular event, they're going to pay me so well, it's going to be great. But then I turned up, oh, God, I felt so, I felt empty and didn't mm. enjoy it and I'm, I was kind of it was hard to shoot at my best level right mm. but when I'm shooting the stuff I love I'm excited to be there I'm thinking about it all the time and this doesn't necessarily even for people who are uh, uh, doing this as an enthusiast it's not their career it's, it's something that they love to do even that trying to improve photography and trying to think of things to photograph if you're photographing things I might do landscape because well everybody does landscape when they're starting mm. out on photography if you can't if it doesn't speak to you like I've mm. said before Val food photography <laughs> kind of doesn't and, and with all res due respect to all the food photographers out there for me it does I really struggle to make food look good I can make it look okay I just can't make it look fantastic like the great food photographers do they can make it look alive so mm. for me that would be something that I would really struggle with and it would be hard for me to turn up every day inspired but if you give me you know portraits and gritty portraits and things like that I'm so excited by it and I'm always switched on and I'm always thinking of new ideas. Mm, yes, definitely. Definitely shoot what you love. And and as you say, it doesn't matter whether you're a professional photographer where you get paid or whether you're a hobby photographer, you know, like me, who, you know, even though I've done like lots of different courses in photography and that sort of thing, and I've gone courses and then on this day, we're going to shoot this landscape or on this day, we're going to shoot, you know, because you're given your little assignments and yeah. stuff. And, you know, I do them because, you you know, I'm <laughs> trying to yeah. be a good student yeah. in the past. Um and uh, but at the moment, my thing is I just really want to shoot in gritty gyms. That's just hey, my yes, thing at the moment. Val. Now, let, what, can you just as an aside? Yes. Talk us through your discovery, which I was incredibly impressed by. That <laughs> something that you noticed with um, directing and posing people, and you've come up with a technique which is brilliant. Well, uh, yeah, it's interesting because I really want to take photos at my gym, which is like this cage fighting gym. So there's lots of good personalities in there, but also good sets, you know, like cages and, and equipment and that sort of thing. But the thing is, I can't just bowl in there and start shooting. Yeah. I need, because people aren't going to give me the time of day or aren't going to be very open to it unless they know that I'm you know, <laughs> that I'm the real deal or that I've been sanctioned or, or whatever. So I realized that I'm not going to get the buy-in from anyone else unless I get the buy-in of the head trainer. Hmm. And I initially, he's a very nice person, and I initially asked him if I could shoot and I got a very polite but flat out no. Yep. <laughs> And um, uh, I went, oh, okay. I wasn't really quite expecting that. And um, and then I realized, okay, well, I've got to gain his trust. But one of the things that I did realize, it wasn't that he thought I was going to be a shit photographer. Um, it was that I realized that he wasn't sure that he would end up, he wouldn't end up looking like a tosser. 
Right. Or, or like a just beefcake. What does tosser mean, Val? Or uh, it's an a, Aussie slang term. Or a tool. Or, a tool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. or uh, I don't know what the American word is, but wouldn't look like an arrogant, you know, person yeah. in, in yeah. the shots. Um, or that, who loved himself. himself. Yes. Yeah, yes. full of himself. Yeah. That's right. So I realised, okay, so that uh, that's possibly what he might be afraid of or concerned about. So I realized, okay, I have to get him to trust me that I'm not going to get him, make him look like a tool. And so I initially, I suggested at the end of one, you know, session, workout session, oh, how about I take a shot of you kind of there? And it was kind of like, oh, he wasn't that keen. But I said, how about I do it where your face is not shown and it's just the back of your head and the back of your shoulder. And he's got some tats, so it, yeah. it would look good. And um, he went, oh, okay, because then his face isn't being shown. Yeah. But the other thing that I did was I reached for his phone, not my phone. I said, I'll take yeah. it on your phone. You can, and I'll take him and you can just not, you can use it, you, you, you can just delete it. Fantastic. And gave him that, control, Val. Yes, gave him control. So they're, they're not on my phone. I took them on his phone and I set, I set it up. And initially um, they looked okay, but they weren't that great. But then I realized another angle that would look a lot better. So we moved some equipment around and, yep. you know, I got up, stood on the bench and shot in a certain angle and it, he, he liked them. So yeah. it's, it's just a little opening in the door from a flat out no yes. to, you know, a little opening where he could see that I'm not going to make him look like an idiot. Uh-huh. I've got his interests, best interests at heart. And over time, I'm going to slowly, hopefully, <laughs> gain his trust so yes. that I can shoot lots more things. I mean, my fantasy is I can then shoot anything and everything I want there. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, yeah, but that hasn't happened yet, but hopefully it will. So. I really love that angle and I love the way that you're doing it bit by bit and gaining his trust. It's like, you know, if you want to tame a lion, it mm-hmm. takes a little while, you know. You, you don't get to tame them straight away, do you, Val, if you've yes, had much but, experience with but that. But the thing is you have to tame them straight away because you get in, you're in situations because I, I admire what you do because you're in situations where you've met this person for the first time. Sometimes they want to be shot by you, so that's good. But yep. other times they're busy or they're, you know, and you have to instantly get, gain their trust, which is what it's about, isn't it? Gaining their trust. It's gaining their trust and uh, there's words and phrases and techniques that uh, we've talked about on this podcast and that I openly share that you can do that and it's all, you know, the, here's the thing, here's the great news, the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yes. You can do it really quickly and you can, you know, almost, you know, 30 seconds a minute, they're eating out of your hand. So Gina knows how to fast track this and we've actually been creating a course, haven't we, Gina? And it's awesome. We have, yes. And it's going to be out in, you know, a month or so. And it's all about these sorts of hacks to gain people's trust and to shoot when you're shooting them for portrait or lifestyle. And I'm very excited. It's but exciting, anyway, yes. Let's move on to, are you, okay, so your first point is shoot what you love, regardless of whether you're professional or hobby or whatever. Uh, Can I just add something to that 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 one first point, yes. Val? It's it's the experiences and the way you see the world that is completely unique to you. And I'm sure this is when you're coaching your writing students, Val. Mm. You're telling them to write about experiences that are unique to them, 
because yes. that's going to be far more interesting than something they make up and hope that they might have an understanding. So if you live in a, the, the, the way you see the world and how you think and how you convey that in a shot in a unique in some, in a way that's unique to you is going mm. to be far more interesting, even though you don't think it is. A lot of us like see our backyard or things that are going on in, in, in our lives and think they're not, they're not that interesting, but they are to the rest of the world and people who aren't experienced it in that way. We have an Annie Leibovitz, we have an Anne Geddes, we have an Ansel Adams. They've all, th those styles have all been done, you know, we need unique ways of seeing the world. So make mm. it interesting. Talk Great, about yeah, your absolutely. personal experiences. Love it. Um, the next point, Val, is about Focusing on the technique to start with, not the gear. Okay, so right. If uh, do you know? Have you heard of Michael Schumacher? Yes. Have you heard of him? You know yes, him, of course. So, well, but this, you know, this... like I could ask you that question, and like if he wasn't on the latest episode of the series <laughs> you're watching, you wouldn't know because it's the sport, other day. Don't I mean, care. the other day. I mean, I live at the beach, right? And this guy said to me, because um, oh, I, I, I. I use a bodyboard and then he looked, stopped and he looked at me and he went, do you know what that is? <laughs> of course I know what a freaking bodyboard is. What do I look like? <laughs> anyway. All right, so you know yes. who Michael Schumacher is? Michael Schumacher, okay, so yes. The best Formula One driver in history, arguably, right? Mm -hmm. um, so if he and I, if he gave me his Ferrari, right, and mm -hmm. I gave him my very first car, a 1981 Toyota Corolla. I can still remember the number plate, BBH 893, <laughs> right? If he and I were to race each other, yes, right, I had his Ferrari, he had my five-speed Corolla, yeah. he, he would still beat me. Do you know why? Sure, because he's much better at racing than you. Because he, because I wouldn't be approaching the corners in the Ferrari the way he could in my Corolla because he knows the technique, he knows the timing. He's been practicing for years and years and years. He's a master at what he does. Yes. Okay. So there's a lot of people that go into photography thinking that just because they have the Ferrari of cameras, they're going to be the Michael Schumacher of photography. How's that for an analogy? I'm pretty proud of that. <laughs> oh, my <myself>. God. <laughs> okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, trying, it, it can be overwhelming and you think, okay, so I need the best camera, I need the best software, mm. I need all the right lighting equipment, and then I'm going to go out and try and, and do, uh, you know, drive my camera at, at you know, 500 kilometres an hour and, and do those drift turns and everything, all mm -hmm. these really complicated techniques, mm -hmm. okay? Now, I've got another analogy for you. When okay, I was training to be a cook, Val, okay. okay, when you go into a kitchen, they there's a way that they train you up to cook and then they do it in a stepped way. And I yes. argue that this is the best way to learn photography. So, so the first thing we do is you're not making filet mignon from the start, right? Yes. Which is probably one of the – steak is one of the hardest things to cook under pressure. 
okay? Right. And that's like doing a full-on photo shoot in a studio with beauty discs, you know, mm. and all, all the really great lighting and trying to do someone leaping off a tramp, you know, in a trampoline, <laughs> getting them frozen, okay, yes. which a lot of people will tackle as, you know, one of their very early shoots and then go and then think, get discouraged because I couldn't get it sharp, I yeah. couldn't get my lighting right, but they're trying to do too much. Yes. So... When we're in the kitchen, we start by all we do is peel carrots and peel potatoes at first. So I'm saying <laughs> that the first thing you do when you start learning photography is start with the basics and start, you know, learn to peel the potatoes. So so sh start by shooting on auto for a while. Get a sense of a feel for the camera. Yes. And then you might start dabbling. The next thing they let you do is make the salads, okay? <laughs> when you're making the salads, you might be shooting in, um, you know, aperture priority or program yes. mode. So program mode, it's like you select the ISO and white balance and, and use a flash and the camera does everything else for, for you, okay? Yeah. Or aperture priority where you get to select the aperture that you want to shoot in and the camera does everything for you, okay? Mm. And then after that, you want to go a bit, bit more complicated, you've got your, your head around that, then you might go to manual mode. Mm. Okay, so, so do it. baby steps. So manual mode is like like moving up to pasta chef, which is the <laughs> next thing they let you do. Now, when I first started cooking the pasta and being the pasta chef, I didn't always get it right. Sometimes I overcooked my pasta val; it got a bit soggy. Sometimes I burnt the sauce. Okay, mm -hmm. so you know, but I stayed there for a while, and and then it it all became second nature, and I started to get the hang of it. Okay. Mm. With the lighting, same thing. Keep the lighting simple. Master the daylight first, which is a mm. basic pasta. Then you move to maybe flash on camera, which is like doing a matrachana, which is a spicy sauce with uh, <laughs> onion and salami and a bit of chilli. But it's still pretty easy to make, you know. Okay. Then you might want to go flash on camera. That's like doing a chicken schnitzel valve. <laughs> okay. Then, then. Uh -huh. Then when you've mastered all of that, they let you into the kitchen and they allow you to do the filet mignon. And that to me is that's when you want to be doing the studio lighting. I think my camera skills actually reflect my cooking skills. <laughs> <laughs> After hearing all this. <laughs> so Val, you've had what do you my need cooking. To do? I reckon you need to get back in the kitchen and start peeling potatoes, Val. So this is what you're happens. Ready. This is what happens when I cook. I I start <laughs> cooking and Gina just can't handle it and she takes over. I think that's probably reflective of my photography as well. Whenever I'm trying to shoot. <laughs> so Yes. What was the whole point of this uh, technique, Nokia? Right. So basically, <laughs> after you've made your filet mignon, you take it into post-production, and that to me is about adding the spices, Val. Right. And Got sometimes it. people go a bit heavy-handed. So and I think mm. until you've mastered the basics of using your camera and composition and understanding and really seeing light, it takes a little while to actually see the subtle differences of light. Mm. Okay. Get all of that and then move. So so my point is don't be in a hurry to get there. Spend a little bit of time peeling the potatoes first. Okay. 
I like that, especially doing it step by step and just mastering that particular one step each time, not even mastering, but getting, you know, comfortable with it and confident with it. Um, Okay, fantastic. What else? Okay, so the, the, the next uh, uh, point I want to make, Val, is to find the hero in your photo. And this is something that a lot of new photographers particularly struggle with because you, they, they want to take photos of things, but they're not like they'll just see a scene and they'll want to mm. take a photo of the whole scene and often everything kind of gets mixed in and we're not sure what the photo is about. Mm. So ask yourself the question, what am I photographing? Am I doing a landscape? Is it a portrait? Is it an environmental portrait? Find one thing in that photo that you want to make the hero. Mm. Keep it simple. So like Michelangelo, not the uh, Ninja Turtle Val, the old guy, (laughs) right, the older guy, who was uh, a Renaissance uh, sculptor, one of my favourites. Okay. uh, he was asked, like, how do you create these amazing sculptures? You know, his mm. most famous is the David. And he's like, I just carve away everything that doesn't look like it should be there. Yeah, great. Now, that's simplifying what such a master does, but that's basically it. So when you're looking at an image, how can I simplify this shot? What doesn't need to be there and what can I do? Like things you can do to simplify an image. If you want something to just stand out, use a depth of field to throw Mm. the background out of focus. So whatever's in the foreground, your person or the subject that you're trying to photograph becomes Mm. the hero. Use leading lines or use uh, crop and composition. And that's all about taking the time to do that. So you don't necessarily have to... Um, you know, snap really quickly, especially, I think when you, especially when you're shooting people or, you know, a person, there's this temptation to get it over with. Yeah. And uh, instead it's, it's a matter of taking your time or preparing before they're even there, put somebody else in the shot, which is often what I do with you, isn't it? Like before the, the, the real talent comes along, I just sit in the shot so that you can compose it. Exactly. And, and so that when the real talent does come along, you just go, you're ready to go bang. And if you don't have um, access to talent, get yourself a, a mannequin head. They're about <laughs> uh, between ten and twenty dollars uh, mm. at uh, that place. Spotlight sells them now, Val. If really? You, yeah, yeah. If you feel like going to a, one of those haberdashery where the ladies are mean, those shops. But um, <laughs> uh, I lost. Gina's uh, joking, just in case anyone from Spotlight is listening. <laughs> Do you think anyone – yeah, be nicer to me though, guy. You make me – it's like no one makes you feel inferior or without your consent. I feel inferior oh and utterly hopeless when I step into spotlight. Is, you're weird. So, um, but Wayne, I, we lost Wayne. How did you lose Wayne? So Wayne is Gina's foam head. Yeah. <laughs> so um, – well, how, how can you lose Wayne? Oh, how, how does that even happen? For him, for, he's left. He's left home. I don't know how? where he's gone. Oh, he's run away. Run away to marry. Did you treat him badly? I reckon I was really good to him. You know, I'm pretty mm. good to my assistants. They generally <laughs> like stick around forever until they're ready to, you know, become photographers. So I don't think it's that. I don't know. But don't, do just, you know? Did you lose him on a shoot? Like, did you so leave him with by the side of the road? This happened with a tripod. I have four. My favourite one that was uh, bought for me by my Zia in Sicily, I lost that and mm. I retraced my steps and I could 
it was between two shoots. So I think I just left it and set up and drove off or I was on oh. location. So I think I, he, do you think he's still waiting for me? That, that I makes see. my heart hurt a little bit. Like, yeah. what is this, like, all by himself? Well, why don't you go there and find out? Say. I've got no idea where it could be. So, um, so, so we posted, I posted a picture of Kate. So Kate's my version of Wayne. She's a little, you know, she's the head of a woman that I use in, to test shots and that sort of thing and um, put that in the Facebook group. And I loved how everyone put, you know, Shazza and Leo and, the, and their their equivalents as well. I think all of these, you know, Shazza and Wayne and Kate should all just get together and have a party. Have their own Facebook. Um... Yeah. Um, so I've now got Fabio. Oh, you've got you've replaced Wayne. I've oh, replaced you moved Wayne. on quickly, didn't I, you? Yeah, people judge, don't they, when people move on too quickly like that? Yeah. Do you think it's soon? Should I have left a little bit of more longer window? How long has well, Wayne? Well, no. Well, it's like I don't think. It, I, look, it was over a long time ago. Now, <laughs> really, we all lived in separate lives for a long time. Okay, right. <laughs> So Fabio's now in my life and uh, he's amazing so far, honeymoon period still. Okay. And I am talking about a mannequin people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Let's move on then. So. What's next? um, Next one, Val, is something that uh, I think is really important to do if you want to fast track your learning. Mm -hmm. And that's fail, stuff up. And step out, step out of your comfort zone. Oh yes, um, I got a quote. <laughs> I've Go got on. To stuff them all into this podcast. So don't worry about failures. Worry about the chances you miss when you don't even try. And that's Jack. Oh, Cam- I like that. Chicken mm. soup for the soul is what okay. made him most famous. So, yes. um, and uh, there's also in the show notes uh, a brilliant uh, quote on. Um, perfectionism which is another way that people procrastinate from Brene Brown and um, I believe that uh, perfectionism is just uh, procrastination wearing a false nose and mustache so you don't recognize them that's all it is when you're to be perfect you're just putting off it's just another way of stalling and, mm. and not getting your white things out there. So I think as, as and, and another um, student I have said to me, I'm going to try a lot harder. I don't care if I get it wrong or really muck it up. It's the only way that I can learn really quickly. And I think that's a great point. Yeah, to make, definitely. You know, if you're prepared to put yourself out there and, and you know, stuff up and do it early and quickly and continue to do it. Mm. Like, Val, how many times, honestly, have we stuffed up in our lives? Yeah. Daily? A lot. <laughs> Get it wrong? Every time you cook dinner, Val, it's another <laughs> stuff up. It's getting you closer, Val, to being a good cook, isn't it? <laughs> I'm just going to tell everyone as well. Last time Gina came here, we didn't even get to the cooking stage before she took over. She looked at the ingredients. I had gone out that morning and bought, bought no, all bought of the ingredients. Like I specifically, and an avocado. no, 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 no. I specifically went shopping, grocery shopping, to buy all the things that I thought that Gina would like. And she just looked at it and she said, "We're going to the supermarket again." And what you glad? Well, yes, yes, I was. <laughs> so um, back to the perfectionism, which yes. I'm not when it comes to cooking. It was like, you know, um, 
wanting everything to be perfect, it like makes people afraid of even trying. It's like, you know, so it's a new technique. Oh, this new lighting style. I don't know. If I do it, I might stuff it up. And yeah. You probably will and you probably should because it's never going to be perfect the first time. The best exercise, Val, for mm. all artists is to go and look at rep- retrospectives of very successful artists. doesn't matter what genre they're in, but go and have a look at what they were like when they first started out and I guarantee no one was like fantastic first go. Yep, yep, Absolutely. And you just got to keep trying and keep doing it. For keep sure. doing it. And it's like, you know, and often from my experience uh, through school, often it's the, the, the students that you see that are starring, you, you know, first year, they're, they're like when I was at college doing my photography course, my stuff never got on the walls, Val, for four years. Like mm-hmm. never. No one ever saw it. Never got there. I was like the, the middle of the road C student really. And um, it's not until I left and I started really applying myself to my photography that it started to get better. So it's often the ones that that that, that star early, early on, you mm. know, and then sit on that and then, then don't try any harder that, that yes. don't make the, the way that the, the others do that are just uh, striving and challenging and going for it. So go for it. Fail stuff up, make mistakes. And often it's just that little bit extra. It's that extra 10 minutes or half an hour when you thought you were going to give up and just keep on going and you might push through. Last week I was taking photos and I was using Kate, (laughs) the the styrofoam head. Well, I think she's plastic actually, not styrofoam, but anyway. And I just wasn't getting what I wanted and I actually couldn't figure out why. And I was trying different things. I was trying different apertures, different shutter speeds, different whatever. And it was okay, but it just wasn't quite right I knew it wasn't quite right and and I thought oh look I'll just I'll just live with it I'm just going to live with this this look this shot which is like 90% there um and I was going to pack up and finish that session but then I just thought oh you know I'll just push through a little bit more and I tried a few other different things moved a a few things around and I just went oh my god that was it there you go just needed that little bit extra pushing through before you exactly. you got to the you know you 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 got to go through the shit before you get to the gold exactly the aha moment awesome mm. right what's next um ask for help and oh, so yes. by this i mean um put yourself out put your work out there um seek constructive criticism but do it with like Here's the thing, if someone is crit- – and, 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 and once I got over this uh, early on in my career, it, it made all the difference in the world to how I took criticism on. Mm. When someone is critiquing your work, mm. they're not critiquing you personally. Yes, of course. But a lot of us attach our sense of self or our self-worth to the work. So when yes. someone criticises, well – you need to that that probably you know that highlight is a bit bright and the background needs to be cropped i'm not having a go at that person in particular i'm just giving suggestions on how that shot can be improved so yep. when you let go of that attaching yourself to the work it makes it so much easier so so it's got nothing to do with you that's your work it's not you yes absolutely Definitely. All right. So that's like if you want a really fast track, seek criticism, take it on board and, and be really good and just, you know, um, learn from that. 
so great way to do that, joining photography communities like our Facebook group, Val. Yes. Fantastic things going on. People are posting their work all the time. And, and, and we've helping got each other. Amazing photographers amazing. in there giving like great critiques and mm. it, it's awesome. If you want to learn and develop your style a lot quicker, try teaching someone else how to do yes. photography. That is the fastest way this to really get your head around something. A cracker. This is really good. I'm currently doing that for somebody who is absolute newbie, newbie, newbie. And um, it's such a great learning experience for me. Exactly. Mm. exactly. I mean, I'm not, I have nowhere near the level of knowledge that you do, but, you know, I'm obviously trying to help somebody with a much lower base of knowledge. And um, it's, it's so useful because it makes you think when you're trying to explain things. And, and then you get, and suddenly all the concepts start to click into place, yeah. don't they, Val? And mm. it's, it's, that, that's a really good way. So, so start teaching your friends and family how, how, to, how to do the parts of photography you're not quite sure about. And in that explaining, when it's still fresh and you're trying to learn, you, you're a better teacher because you have empathy for the person who's learning because you were there as well not long mm. ago, right? Mm. Um, and then finally uh, – Find find mentors who can help you along that are going to um, fast track uh, your ability to learn. And that can be things like uh, books, this podcast, um, mm. there's uh, courses you can do, all sorts of ways. And it's anyone, a mentor is anyone who is further down the track on their journey than you are. And even if you never meet them, just analyse their photos. Yes. If you can't meet them for some reason, yeah, yeah analyse their photos. It's a, great, it's a great way to do it. And that's certainly in the writing world. You know, I read great writers. I, I might never get to meet them. Yes. But, you know, I, I read them and analyse why they wrote it that way. Same goes yep. for photography. Yep. Okay, Find, yep. On Instagram can do that, Val. Just go yeah. to Instagram, pick the people, like select really good people and um, have a look and then you'll be inspired every day. Um. The next point, Val, pick your moments. And what I mean by this is uh, I think the difference between a good shot and a great shot is the time of day and the light that you shot. So, you know, if uh, you're a beginner and you really want to take your photography to the next level, just avoid uh, the middle of the day as as a no-go zone. Only Mm. shoot in early morning or, you know, dusk Mm. and just where you've got the good light. Look for constantly good light. And avoid what I call the caca zone. <laughs> and by caca zone, I mean light that is not fantastic. So that could be uh, midday, midday sun, which uh, for, for portraits is uh, over someone's head. What that does is it casts heavy shadows, giving people raccoon eyes. Okay. Inside, flat lighting where there's like no contrast is kind of dull and boring. So if you're new to this podcast, uh, kaka is Gina language for crap. Yeah. And um, Carm Ruggieri, who actually is another fellow Sicilian who I, mm-hmm. who, who I work with a little bit, uh, questioned my spelling, Val. Of kaka. She was putting it to the kaka committee, but she didn't come Ooh. back to me. Um, I think my spelling's correct. C A. Because pa- Calm is known for her spelling, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, no offense, oh, calm. Oh. You know I love you. <laughs> um, all right. Do you think we've covered? I, I get texts from calm saying, "Do I put the apostrophe here or here?" All oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's great at other things, though. Yes. <laughs> Very good at food. Which probably means she's good at photography. Anyway, <laughs> what uh, else? Okay, confidence. So right, what about confidence? This, if there's one thing, one thing that you can work on that's mm. really going to help in all aspects of your life, not just your photography, it's how you feel about yourself. So you can read books, do courses, listen to podcasts till the cows come home. Mm. But if you don't have the self-confidence to back yourself, to believe you can, mm. you, you're not going to get there. So if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right both times. Mm. So I, I'm, I'm kind of saying that, you know, you don't have – people who constantly – you need to back yourself and know that you're on the right track and just have that, that, that little bit of inner confidence that you're doing the right thing and you don't need to constantly seek validation, okay, because that shows a lack of confidence. Yes. So for people who walk around with that um, swagger and bragger, Mm. Right? That is also a sign of someone who's lacking in confidence. Yes. Okay? Constantly needing that validation. So if you've put in all the hard work, done the hours, you know what to do. And so if you're in a situation, you can just go, you, your body will know what to do. You'll know what settings intuitively to put the camera on. And that comes down to practice. And that's why when you see people who are masters or very good at what they do, they just quietly get on with it. There's no fanfare. They just know what to do because they've put in the time. Mm -mm. And I think though, Gina, there are a lot of people or some people out there who understand what you're saying intellectually, but it's still hard to muster that confidence yes. sometimes, yeah. you know, for whatever reason. And but I think in those situations... I think, yeah, you work at it, but sometimes it's still, you, you know, if you've got a shoot coming up right now, it's very hard to suddenly get confident if you're not. So I think in those situations, it's kind of a situation of reminding yourself to fake it till you make it. Exactly. And by fake it till you make it, I don't mean to be a fraud. I don't mean to, you know, if you've got a client, that you lie to them or anything like that. I mm. think it's more a case of if you find yourself out of your comfort zone to push through anyway, even if you feel like a fraud, because you're probably not a fraud. It's just that at the moment, you don't have the confidence for, for you to feel that you're not an imposter. But, you know, just push through anyway, and and and, and you'll come out the, uh, the other side empowered. Yep. That fantastic, Val. And sometimes that inner voice, that old programming that we've got going on in our head, I, I gave my inner voices names. They've all got different names depending on what day <laughs> it is and how I'm feeling. And they chatter on. But, you know, I've trained myself over the years and I'm getting better at better to, to stop listening to, because sometimes they're the voice of um, different things that have happened to you as a child means that you're going to be particularly sensitive to this trigger point or that yes. trigger point. And, and, and you know the good news? You know when when you're, you're trying to do something new those voices that chatter is going to be louder because it's mm. just it's just your ego uh, is way of trying to protect you and keep you in a certain spot so you push through that ignore them and mm. do it anyway and uh you know like you said push through and just do it Tell them, but give them faces and names and and uh, <laughs> that that really helps when you acknowledge them 
and you tell them all to be quiet. Sit in the yeah. corner. I got this. <laughs> okay, what's next? Uh, Post production, Val. So, oh, yes. um, the how if you have a look at uh, some of the best photographers in the world, mm. uh, the thing that, that 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 separates them, we can strip away a lot of the post production on those images, and you know they they'll be they'll be great, but maybe not as fantastic as they looked before the post-production. So um, a lot of uh, photographers like, you know, Annie Leibovitz and a lot Mm. of the great photographers use the greatest uh, retouches in the world. That's going to make a world of difference to your shots. Mm. So um, as you're going along and you've peeled the potatoes, you've made the salad, you've you've done your pasta, Val, and you're working your way up to, I reckon post-production is kind of like, you know, uh, after the filet mignon, maybe something complicated like two different chocolates inside your Nutella donut, right, <laughs> or, or the spices that you're adding to your food, mm-hmm. that's where you're going to take your photography to the next level. So this is something I really feel it's worth spending a long time on and doing and, and inching your way and doing the exact same process with post-production as you would with your photography. So start easing, just do right. minor adjustments, contrast, colour balance. And then you if, might do some more things. But if – I know there, there's some, you know, hobby photographers and newer photographers out there who have not even touched Photoshop or yep. touched a Lightroom and they're, they're, they're just not sure what to do. And to that I say just start with a simple phone app, you know, yeah. as, as your first baby step. If you have not touched Lightroom or Photoshop, just start with your phone apps and muck around with those yep. so you can see what's possible in post-production and eventually you'll be keen to touch Lightroom and Photoshop. Um, Snapseed is fantastic for that because it kind yes. of behaves a lot like it's it's like um, if Photoshop and Lightroom got married and had a baby, <laughs> they'd have little Snapseed. Oh, little baby Snapseed. Little Snapseed. <laughs> and... Um, and it's a really good way because it, 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 it gives you that feeling when you start using Lightroom and Photoshop after Snapseed, you'll, you'll see what I mean, but it's a mm. good way to see just what's possible. Yeah, it's a great one. Mm. Um, all right, so post-production, it's like adding spices, Val, to the meal. Mm. Um, you can overdo it, so just go easy, basically. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> um, I say to you, just go easy, just order out. <laughs> So, finally, Val. Yes. The final point I call Nike. Okay. Let me guess. Just do it. Yes. (laughs) Okay. The Nike approach. If you want to get better at any aspect of photography or at anything, you've just got to do the work, you know. Mm. You've just got to do it and be consistent, like, you know, it's it's great to have ideas. It's like one day I'm going to do this massive shoot, da, da, da. but like if you were just consistent and every day you just five minutes in your lunch hour went out and 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 had a project to do a photo, mm. your work in even in thirty days is going to improve, Val. True. So just the little things that we do every day that that um, make our work improve. Mm-mm-mm. Okay, the just do it approach. I like it. Just, just be consistent, but get out there every day. So there, there you go. Nine ways 
to take your photography to the, to next. the next level. Love it. Thank you. I, yeah, I, I think that's good. So what do you think hashtag Gina challenge should be this week? And while you're thinking of that, if you haven't participated in hashtag Gina challenge, you're most welcome to. It's free. All you do is join us in the Facebook group. That's the easiest way. And that is, as I mentioned, uh, just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook and join. request to join the group and uh, we'll let you in. And what we do every week, we we have a different theme and we call it hashtag Gina challenge and that's followed by hashtag whatever our theme is. Now that might be moody shots, it might be fitness shots, it might be black and white shots or whatever and we upload our photos in there or sometimes we put them on Instagram but it's easiest to put it in the uh, Facebook group so that we can all see and so that we're all contributing to a unified theme. So and there's some really good stuff that that that's coming up in the in, that that's that's um appearing in the Facebook group. So Gina, what's hashtag Gina challenge this week then? Just did it. Just did it. Okay, just did it. I will write that down. I love it. <laughs> All I right. I was going to have Nike as a hashtag, but I no, thought, oh my no, god, no. it'd just be mixed into so many different things, wouldn't it? We'd lose it all. So just yes. did it. Love it. Okay. So make sure you yeah, you can interpret that however you like and make sure you do you, you write hashtag Gina Challenge and then hashtag just did it. Very keen to see your shots. But before we wrap up for the week, Gina, what have you got coming up this week? Um, do you want my exciting news? You've got news? I've got news. We were going okay. to why, why did you wait till the end of the episode to tell me your news? Um, so last week I, uh, I got my, uh, motorbike license. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> okay. Congratulations. I'm very That's excited. Exciting. Yeah. And so I bought a motorbike. Oh my goodness. And I've named her. You've named your uh-huh. motorbike. Her name is Stella. Oh, why did you pick Stella? Stella, cause it's an Italian name. I bought an Italian bike, Val, of course. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. That's exciting. So what I'm will, excited. This was one of you... my New Year's resolutions and uh, I've done it. I've got in early. Where will you be going on your motorbike, Stella? Not far to start with, Val. A bit nervous <laughs> now as a new rider, so it won't be far. Are you allowed to um, take no a passenger? No, oh, no Okay. No. That's probably it's a good Australian idea. Australian term, isn't it? Dinking? I don't know. It is, I think. Okay, I'm not really up on motorbike terms. So no pillion passengers for the next, uh, well, until I get my proper licence. I'm on my L plate spell. Yeah, that's for, for Americans, that's uh, her learner's permit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's pretty exciting. So maybe there might be something in Instagram when I pull my finger out and start shooting uh, Instagram stuff again that uh, <laughs> I might have, uh, there might be a beautiful photo of Stella on there. Love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm very That's excited. That's exciting. I don't have such exciting news at all. Really? So Sorry. I didn't get my motorbike's license or anything like that, I'm afraid. Um, so I'll try and think of something exciting for the next episode. Okay, great. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Just remember, everyone, that you can find the show notes at ginamilitia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I. 
CIA. And you can also sign up for Gina's newsletter there where she has awesome newsletters. They're somewhat hilarious and also those free Lightroom presets every month. But also reach out to us on social media. We would love to chat with you. Where do we find you, Gina? I'm at Gina Militia uh, on uh, Instagram and Twitter and uh, I'm in the Facebook group regularly. So, yes. And GinaMilitia.com. I'm also in the Facebook group regularly and you can find me on social media at Valerie Koo. That's K-H-O-O. But until next week, it's been great. It's been real. Thank you so (laughs) much. And we'll talk to you again then. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Photographer. For more information, free resources, and Gina's regular newsletter on everything you need to know to become a successful photographer, visit ginamilitia.com.